What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Emphasis on old. Emphasis yeah. on old. <clears throat> okay, is a is a is a midweek version. Mm, yeah. How's how's the week been, Terrence? Um, not the most. Uh, encouraging why, for man? the creative soul. I would why, say. why, why, why? Uh, just various conferences that we've set in and, uh, and things, uh, discrepancies, know, discrepancies, and things. Carfuffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but generally, yeah. But so it's affecting your mood overall. Uh, in the larger scheme of the, you know, the 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 creative philosophy of mm. why we. Why we pursue what we pursue, like, right? Mm. Uh, things, like Things, yeah. I mean, probably can share more in due course as, as more things open up and happen. Now you're like, gonna right? pique some curiosity amongst our listeners, now. Of course, I think I think yeah, yeah. It's it's about the media industry and everything in general, like, right? Mm. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, misconceptions about media industry in Singapore and all. Mm. So yeah, I think I think uh, we're on the way to try and to try and uh, address these issues and fix them. Also, yeah. But how about you? Uh, I mean, week week week's been okay. I share your same same sentiments. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. speaking of the creative space, also like uh, there's a there's a short film that I shot last December with a mm. director Jason Tan, who I really mm-hmm. like. Who yes. Director Jason uh, Pura. Yeah. And it's actually going to be premiering at some festival in August. And the the reason why I bring it up is because I had an interesting conversation with my my wife about it because uh. there's actually a kiss scene and a sex Ooh, scene. Sexy. Yeah. And then. So so when I showed it to her a few days ago, uh-huh. and she's like, "Oh, did you did you tell me it was going to be a sex scene?" I was like, "I told you, <laughs> I swear, I told you, I told you there was a sex scene." But in the end, yeah la, she I think she was just pulling my leg because I did tell her. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. I was just thinking like, it's such a weird conversation to have to yeah. tell your wife that you are going to kiss another woman, yeah, as part of work, correct, correct, and that you're going to dry hump each other. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the so it's not so much about the. Whether you did the scene or not, like, right? Because that's all acting. Yeah, it's how yeah. you felt during the scene. That I think that that's more important. <laughs> did you share that with her, like? That's I mean, thing. yeah, like, She asked, like, and I said, it's, okay, honestly, it is very mechanical. Mm. Uh, I've done two intimate scenes. One was for the HBO show, yes, and one was for this, and mm, it's mm. so mechanical because you are basically doing this in the presence of other people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the HBO set was relatively big. Yeah. It was fucking weird. Yes. Uh, and even for this, it was. It was weird, but after a while, mm. I can imagine. I mean, like, um, there's only been so many that I've done, but I can imagine after a while, if you're an actor at the highest level doing this, it really does be mechanical. True. Um, yeah. I was just like, my one trick thing a few weeks ago was this mm. risque business about the Japanese AV industry, like, right? Mm. And uh, I, I just watched this episode where they interviewed the male AV actors. Yeah. The male porn stars like, in Japan, uh-huh. and uh, a lot of what they are saying, uh, I mean, what you are saying echoes what they are saying about uh, even for them, it's explicit sex, right? Yeah. But it becomes so mechanical at some points that it's like uh, there, there's not much enjoyment, uh, you Yeah. Know? In but fact, I mean, it's, it's just stressful. Like, I, yeah. I did speak to some actors in mm-hmm. the line who had done it before my first intimate scene, and they said actually, right, if you use what you're feeling, uh, you bring it to the scene, uh, it can help. Like, what what the hell does it mean? Yeah. I mean, I can understand, but but um, after all, it is it is work. I think the bigger mm. thing is you have to be upfront, la. Mm. You have to be upfront mm. and say it uh, yes. say it earlier rather than later, la. Yeah. So so I mean yeah, la, Like I I did I did 
Uh, but as she was asking me, I could feel like the sweat pores come out a bit. No? Mm. The, the sweat sweat come out a bit. But it was just a, a weird, weird... Um, like if you step back, you look at it, it is a weird uh, circumstance. La. Cool. I know we haven't got to one shot thing yet, but where can people watch the shots? Um, I don't think, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think yet. That like, I it, when maybe on the next podcast, I'll announce where they can catch it at a film at a horror film fest. Oh, ah, okay, okay. Yeah, got basically, it. it's it's a short film about this guy who gets off to killing cockroaches, mm-hmm. and he meets someone who equally gets turned on by killing cockroaches, la. I mean, we know we've interviewed someone who is pr- pretty much that profile. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, okay, wait, I don't know. <laughs> no, not turn on, but he likes, he <laughs> likes, he yeah. likes. So, cockroaches so a my lot, character yeah. is show is done in black and white. It's a silent film. The director and, and writer is Jason Tan, who I really, really yeah. uh, uh, respect and admire. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's a, like a five minute clip. So I'll see. I don't know whether it's been made public yet. Mm, okay, but interesting, like interesting. So if they're done with Barbie. Oppenheimer yeah. Roach, Roach Love it's called Roach Love Roach Love okay Roach, Roach Love. Love yeah 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 <laughs> is that one shook thing on the day no, 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 no. Thing on that thing. was my my past week in terms of like since you talked about the creative space and all I was like oh what happened mm. to me in the creative space yeah, oh, okay, that came okay. out, well that's good that's good yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll I'll give more details in due course okay yeah. but uh, before we jump to things yeah. you know, what were we plugging uh, our our YouTube channel mm. which I mean Last week, I think we had our second most watched YouTube video of our podcast so far. Mm, uh, if yes. you go on YouTube, just look for Yalabad. It will show up. Mm. Uh, it was 416 la, about yes. the whole scandal. Mm, 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 that's yeah. right. So, so, I mean, it's interesting because like as of a, like maybe a, a two months ago, we started filming more in our in our office. Mm. And now we have more content for TikTok, for Instagram. And, and yeah, exciting, la, exciting. Yeah, so if you're on YouTube watching this, shout out to you. Welcome. Sir. Welcome. You know, it's a... You know, we've it's not our first rodeo on YouTube. We've been yeah. there, we've been here, we've been there before. We've been here. But yeah. now we are yeah, you know, we're starting from started from the bot starting from the bottom yeah, again. Starting from the bottom. Uh, but we just crossed two thousand subscribers, which I'm like you know the good old days of like counting your subscribers yeah. on YouTube. And like every it's time back. we used to cross one K, we would send each other screenshots and our team screenshots and all. Mm. Mm, good yeah. old times, uh, good old good times. Good old times. Yeah. But yes, uh talking about old again. Uh-huh. Let's uh, let's jump into <laughs> into the first First thing we're talking about. Yes. yes. Um, and it is the most recent, the third and most recent uh, presidential candidate la, who mm. has come forward. Yeah. Not confirmed yet, mm. who has come forward. Yeah. Uh, and more specifically, um, on 15 July, I mean, the, the gentleman is Ng Kok Song. Mm. Uh, and on 15 July, he announced that he was deliberating running for the 2023 election. Yeah. And on 19th July, he turned up at the offices of the elections department with his family mm. uh, and publicly announced his intention to run. Yeah. And why was it that there wasn't that much fanfare hoo-ha about it compared to like when George Go did it? La? Because of the scandal, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it almost feels like it's an unfortunate conse- uh, circumstance again because mm. uh, these kind of things, you probably plan it in advance. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you do have to liars with the press yeah. for the doorstop interview because... Mm. Because there's all these mics there and all right. Correct. And just so happened within the span of one week, shit went, shit hit the fan. Like. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, during that period when he was collecting his papers for the nomination as mm. well, mm. someone asked him about it, like, like uh, why the timing and all that. Yeah. And he said that, you know, it's, um, I mean, he, yeah, like, he had planned this in advance, but, but also the fact that all these things have been happening in Singapore kind of propelled him further to want to yeah. run. Like. Yeah. But uh, overall, I, I thought um, it kind of took away from the 
you know the the his event of collecting the yeah. papers because uh, people were not focused on on him collecting his papers at all yeah i mean right? the fact that we are doing this podcast on 26 july mm. literally a week after he declared the elections when we yeah. covered george go pretty fast right? pretty fast yeah right uh so yeah like even i saw on reddit like i have poor poor guy people are only going to know of his name in one week's time yeah yeah right. correct correct so 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 i mean it happened now i think it, it, people are more aware yeah uh, and it also helps that he has an interesting story, mm, mm. Uh, an interesting uh, romantic uh, relationship, yeah, yeah. Uh, which unjustifiably has has been the talk of the town, You know, is it unjustified? But we'll get okay, into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll but get into that, la. First and foremost, right? Will he even qualify for to run for president? That's the thing because mm. I had to refresh my memory on what the process for qualifying is. And there are basically three tracks, lah. Yeah. Uh, are you aware of the three tracks? Um, vaguely, but if you have it in front of you, please. Yeah. The first two are called the automatic track, mm. and the third is the deliberative track. So, um, the automatic track, the first one, if you are either a minister, chief justice, or if you have been minister, chief justice, speaker, attorney journey, attorney general, yeah, chairman of the public service commission, auditor general, accountant general, or permanent secretary, mm. you automatically qualify. Yeah. Then, if you are the CEO of a stat board or government company, the CPF, uh, Housing Development Board, the Jurong Town Corporation, uh, Money MAS or GIC or Tomasek Holdings, um, or in the oh wait uh, oh so that's for the public sector requirements Sure. Um, for the private sector, you need to be either the CEO of a company with an average of 500 million in shareholders' equity mm -hmm. uh, and must be profitable uh, amongst mm. a bunch of other things. Uh. So basically, automatic track for public service is you have to hold some super high position yeah. in government. Private sector is you have to be CEO of a company that has more than $500 million in shareholder equity and mm. profitable and a few other things. Yeah. So those two are automatic tracks. Sure. The deliberative track is where um, the person must have served in some sort of capacity that is similar to the automatic requirements for public or private. Mm, mm, so Ng mm. Kok Song, he's the C, he was the CIO of mm. GIC, which yeah. is the Chief Investment Officer, yeah. not the CEO. Yep, yep. So he doesn't qualify automatically and he never held one of those positions. Mm. So that's why it's, uh, yeah, because he was CIO, not CEO. Yeah. So he's going down the deliberative track, mm, mm, which mm. means that the, the committee of six in the presidential elections committee will have to deliberate. Yeah, because I think uh, there's been a lot of uh, discussions about whether George Go, mm. the earlier second candidate, right? Mm. Uh, whether he even qualifies, right? Mm -hmm. um, and according to him, he does based on what he he's discussed with his, uh, you know, the team that he's hired and everything. Yeah. But again, people are not very sure. And um, I think contrary to, to what, he was, he was saying about transparency or that mm. uh, he's not very transparent about why he insists that he qualifies. Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I don't think the numbers or anything have been laid out very clearly. Everyone just, the, the first thing they associate with him is bringing Harvey Norman to Singapore, like, right? Mm. But uh, other than that, like how how does he qualify for the overall 500 million shareholder equity or what? Yeah. We're not sure, like, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think there's already, already a lot of chatter that, you know, uh, he might not even qualify. Like. That's why my first question was this for Ng Kok uh, song. song. Yeah. yeah, Does he even, is it even worth the discussion of him like potentially, you know, qualifying or not even qualifying and everything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I think like hard for us to say because yeah. okay, based on the requirements, right? Just a high level overview of his background. If you mm, don't mm. don't already know, yeah. uh, I mean, he got a scholarship when he was young. Uh, he took the PSC scholarship, studied physics at uh, NUS. Then he joined Ministry of Finance. Then yeah. he went to MAS. Then he was a founding chairman of the Singapore International Monetary Exchange. Mm. In 1986, he joined GIC and was there for f- like a till 2013. Mm. And between 2007 and 2013, he was the chief investment officer. Yeah. And he got a bunch of awards. Then in 2015, he founded an investment management uh, company with two former GIC colleagues. Mm. And, and right now, he's been uh, running that. Like, and I think they have like 10 billion in assets mm, 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 uh, that okay. they manage 10 billion in assets. Mm. So he spent a lot of time in the public service. Mm, yeah. Just not at the the automatic positions. La. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's for the sake of today's discussion, yeah. la, let's assume that he qualifies. La, yeah, right? correct, correct, correct. Because I think if we keep yeah, we it'll be a never ending question if we keep going into his background whether he qualifies. But, but let's assume that he can, yeah. la, right? But but even before that, right, mm. like one thing that he was saying is that, oh, you know, people don't know me uh, before. I'm always in the background and now people know. Yeah. Then I was thinking, what are the safeguards to prevent, like, let's say you and I from mm. just declaring we're running? There's nothing, right? I mean, the, you have to put a down payment. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure how much. Yeah. But I I was looking at the, age, the requirements. Oh, age. There's an age requirement, I think. You oh, there's an age requirement. 45 and above, I believe. If I'm not wrong. So basically, in five years, you, like we can we can run la. Yeah, and then when we after being a CEO of uh, no, but that that is the deli- that that then I don't think that precludes you from declaring you want to run. Yeah, but they can reject you lah. Reject your application, no? Yeah. Oh, there's a whole process on nomination. So you can't just have a doorstop interview lah. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, people will be curious. Maybe they they might be curious of why you're picking out the papers, but yeah, some of it is like you know it's a joke lah. Some of these people. Yeah, but like it's 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 press, man. It's press, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But depends on what you want to, what, what do you want to use that press for, like, I right? still remember yeah. the guy Sher- Sherwin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sher- yeah, I can't remember. Like, don't know how many years ago he declared his, his that he's running for president, um, and he obviously didn't qualify. Yeah, but you remember the name, man. You remember, yeah. You remember the name. That's right. Yeah, but but yeah, So I'm guessing there's some safeguards in place, like. mm. I know in in other countries in the US, there's like one guy who's always declaring to run for president, mm. uh, and he's just like a, a, a making fun of the whole process. La. Yeah, which I think, uh, yeah, the all the these requirements, that's a whole discussion in itself, la, right? Like, yeah. what do we value in society such that our president needs to be from, you know, either any of these uh, government positions or yeah. must have managed a $500 million equity, uh, shareholders equity yeah. firm. Yeah, if you have done neither of those, means you yeah, are... Yeah, you don't qualify to, to lead people or anything. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. a whole big discussion by itself. But I mean, uh, we'll, we'll put that aside for a moment and try to just... Talk a little bit about him, la, right, as mm, a candidate, mm, and mm. what generally has come up about him, la. Yeah. Uh, but overall, what did, what was your feeling when you first saw, you know, uh, the media talk about him or any clips about him and all? Mm. Uh, I think actually he got he got the feels of a of a of a senior person, la. Mm. and even What's president. He got the president feels. President la. feels. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, eh, okay, I don't know about president feels. Like, okay, this is just purely superficial. Sure. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as the most statesman like. Mm, okay. But you can tell that he's super smart, uh, mm. can be quite intimidating, and mm. has years of experience. Like. Okay. Um, and I think one of the big reasons is because uh he has a his default face is frowning. Mm, mm. And I don't know whether that's something that comes with age, but it's really damn powerful, no? Mm. So in between smiles, you are frowning. 
Mm-hmm. Which which makes you a lot more intimidating, I feel. That's what you do, right? You I don't are, frown, what? You frown a lot, what? There's a lot. Your eyes are so big, it's so it's very obvious when you're not happy but, about But that's not my default. <laughs> huh? I don't know I, how you describe my default face. Mm-hmm. It's not frowning. 60% frowning. Fuck you, la, then. Maybe like 20% <laughs> smiling. Uh, and fuck you, la, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then the other 20% is Dude, like something you else. You go and look at Eun Kok Song, in between his smiles, he's, 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 he has a he has a overturned you. Ah, okay, okay. Th- that's what I meant, like that frown. I oh. don't know whether it's something that comes with age. Oh, I see. It may, yeah, it might be the droopy, the droopiness yeah, of the face. Yeah, but it's actually quite all. a powerful thing. Oh, okay, okay. So in between questions, you yeah. look quite intimidating, then he'll smile. Um, so then I was like, hey, shit, that's quite a powerful tool. La. Did it look intimidating to you? Like that frown. La. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know, but for me, it, it didn't strike me as intimidating. La. So who strikes you as intimidating? Um, I think... Uh, in terms of a world leader. I think Lee Sien Long can when he's not happy. Or he also got he default frown. Yeah, he got default frown. Yeah. It's not a, like outright like I'm angry kind of thing, but it's mm. that kind of very disapproving kind of look, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Lee Sien Long has that. Um, actually, I, I would even I would even say Shamugam looks yeah, like that. It's not Shamugam as intimidating. Uh, yeah, you know, I think Lee Sien Long like has a very Lee Kuan Yew lah. Lee Kuan, Kuan Yew obviously like yeah, wow, like father Kuan like son Kuan Yew is like intimidator of all intimidators. Yeah, but yeah, that's why I I. I, I probably differ from you. I don't. Mm. I didn't feel that he's that intimidating or anything. If anything, I felt like okay, like a bit more, a bit more. You know, like he's smart and everything, but does not have that. He didn't have that condescending feel when mm. when a smart rich guy talks to you. That kind of thing, mm. Smart rich uncle talks to you, mm. right? Uh, which I thought it works in his benefit, and then yeah, that's what that's what I thought when I first saw the videos, mm. But admittedly, that that night when I saw the videos, I was pretty. I'm pretty sure it was past midnight and everything because I was busy watching the workers' party. I think the workers' party videos and all that before that. La. Mm. Yeah, the, I think it was the, the same, day, yeah, all, same day as the press conference and all, right? Mm. So I was busy watching the workers' party videos until late. Mm. And uh, his video, only after everything else was done, then I watched. And so maybe I, maybe my assessment was, was a bit clouded by then already. La. Oh. I was looking for some positivity or something. Maybe. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only watched it a few days ago. Oh, you didn't watch yeah, it because there was a whole barrage last week and I was like, okay. Then I fell into the zone of like, okay, I want to read out about this guy, but I'll do it all together. Then things start piling up, piling yeah. up, piling up. And what, what we're talking about is the door stop. Door stop. Interview. Door stop interview. Yeah, he gave with his family and his wife yeah. after uh, after collecting the papers. There's right? like a 20 minute video where mm-hmm. he fielded some questions also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't feel that he was intimidating. But what else about that that door stop interview that you uh, mm. left an impression on you? I mean, his answers all like eloquent. Uh, he speaks mm. well. Yeah. Um, I I don't know like the the whole bring your family along with you. I didn't know that's that's like a common thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what's the funny thing, though? What? Like the because the family was standing behind him, right? Yeah. As he was announcing his his candidacy, everything. Um, they looked like. I mean, they look really sad. Uh. They look like they were at a funeral. Like them, like them, jialat, jialat already. All of them were like head down and like mm. don't dare to, don't want to look at the reporters. Like they're so serious and so, like wow, jialat already. Uh, we are in the media. Or maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, Maybe they don't know how to how to react. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's why right. I was like, wow, it really looks. They look almost like defeated. Like they're being dragged to be in front of media to because their, their father wants to do this, you know? <laughs> because yeah. it, it was like, I was like, really like, wow, I can't imagine if I was his, his yeah. son or whatever, and just, I'm dragged here to like, stand in front of the reporters and 
I have to just like not say anything uh, controversial or what lah. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that also. What what must it feel like to have your like parent want to come out and run for public public office lah? Yeah, and and every one of you as the as the offspring or what they're going to be scrutinized lah, right? Yeah. Your job, your looks, your kids, all that also out there and open. Yeah. So exactly. in some ways, maybe they were sad lah. They were like, ah, oh, this is it already lah. This is it. Maybe for me. that's how like parents feel when, as a child, you tell them, you know, you know, I want to go study like uh, filmmaking. I'll do YouTube. And they're like, oh, why? The <laughs> this is the parent equivalent lah. Like you sit down your your kids, you're like, guys, I want to be president. They're like, dude, yeah. why? Why? But but you see, that's a, but the difference is that you won't drag your mother out. You know, to be behind you making announcement. I'm going to be a YouTuber or what? Like. I if mean, anything, you keep them in the background. No, la, but literally, right? my mom has been in some of our, of cry, our videos. Cry, right? yeah, 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 that has happened. That has happened. <laughs> so I go back yeah. and look at her face in the video. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. so so that one, I think there's a function to her appearing in the video, lah. Yeah, yeah, correct. But correct. this one running for president is like, you are basically telling your family, and yeah, you're going to be op- you're going to be open to being scrutinized and everything mm. for the foreseeable future, lah. You know, the next few months mm-hmm. when I run and if I become, if I win and become president, it's gonna be worse, lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the change in lifestyle that all that you are demand of that is demanded of all of them. Did already, George right? go to do that? No, right. His kids have all come out, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, I think he introduced them as well to the media. And all. But I, they looked, they looked. I, if I remember correctly, lah, they generally looked uh, happier, lah. <laughs> Like like they look like okay this is an opportunity to you know I'm you know happy to be here with my uh, dad and everything and they they're younger also I think his kids uh, um, whereas um, Ng Kok Song's kids uh, some of them are forties fifties uh, right older older than his fiance yeah, like yeah, so yeah. Uh, oh I mean we I wasn't intending to go there but there, there's the, we will we will yeah the, I I think but, there's this general it just looked quite sad la, the, the 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 family's face and everything I felt quite bad for for them the oh way is they it looked. yeah. I I just trying to imagine being in that position where you don't want to be there, but because your you know your your dad or whatever is, you know wants to run for office, maybe they have to take in. leave from office. You're like, hey bro, you're you going for medical or something? No, 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 no. you going holiday? No, no, no. Then why? <laughs> my father running president. <laughs> my dad wants to be president. He want yeah, to fight my dad, Then I have to go down and stand behind, and yeah. I can't say anything, but I just have to be there. Yeah, and just wave. Oh, and then the worst part is that if he doesn't win. Then you did all that for you know expose yourself your family for scrutiny for yeah. for not winning la, No, know? but in some way it it, it also feels like okay la, like because because he's seventy five he's mm. like super successful by uh, conventional standards mm. um, and to bring your family out there I also feel like okay la, this guy is you know he's he's walking the talk la, and like he's he's letting his family know that uh, if you are going to be uh, with me. Through this, you're gonna have to deal with this, lah. Mm. And I guess it's a show that they are all, or at least it appears to be that they are all on the same page, lah. Yeah, and that's where I think being president uh, has that requirement that you come from what society deems as a conventional nuclear family and the appearance of like you know a harmonious family kind of thing, lah. Mm. I think that is important in terms of public perception. Of the president as someone who brings people together, like, Do you right? think so? I know. Isn't so that by the, bringing his family, he's like yeah. saying, you know, I'm a good president because I can bring my family together. Yeah, I'm a family guy, lah. Basically, I'm a family man across okay, okay, multiple okay, generations. Okay. To a certain everything. extent, to a certain extent. Uh, which kind of explains also the the fixation on his uh, fiance, right? Mm. Uh, Sibyl Lau. Sibyl Lau, forty five mm. year old Sibyl Lau. That even like just now my 
my little gaff where I compared her age to his children's ages, la, right? Mm, but it is it is something that has come out in the open, lah. Yeah, that she has. is younger than some of his kids. And, and and there is a fixation on that, lah. Compared to like George Go's wife, I I you know I had I never I don't know anything about her up mm. even now and all that. Mm. But this guy's wife, her name has come up. You know, it's on people's lips and people are talking about her, lah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but what about that? What about her stood out to you? I mean, okay, there is an age gap. It's mm. 30-year age gap. Yeah. But um, beyond that, like, uh, I was, at first I was thinking, how did they meet? Uh? Mm-hmm. Then the, the the story is that Ng uh, Kok Song was married. Yeah. Um, his late wife was diagnosed with stomach cancer mm-hmm. in 2003 and died, uh, I believe, in 2005. Yeah. Uh, and they only met in 2019. Mm-hmm. He was widowed for 14 years, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, he was widowed for 14 years. They met through mm-hmm. a, a friend. Yeah. Um, and and she had already been in the financial world for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, she started off at Goldman Sachs and I think Credit Suisse or in banking. Yeah. Then she managed her own family's uh, wealth, which mm-hmm. she still does now. Yeah. She's on a board of a few companies. And what I what I read was that they they bonded over a mutual interest in uh, investing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mutual interest in investing. Yeah. They met once and yeah. he fell in love and. That means she was in her forties, lah. Basically, yeah, 40s, when she 40s. met. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Okay. Pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they are, they are planning to get married next year. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but then why the? I mean, okay. There's obviously the age gap is one big reason, lah. But that context really sets up nicely because a forty-something-year-old person, you know what they choose or who they choose to spend their life with, especially someone who is already has her own money and her fortune and all mm. that kind of thing. I, I think it's less of a concern, right? Mm. Uh, as opposed to say when, you know, Trump and Melania Trump, mm. for example, the age gap between them and, mm. and you know, where they were in life when they met and things like that. Mm. A bit different. So mm. I, I think that's where uh, the, the comparison, so because I see some comparisons online, but I think it's not fair mm. to say, you know, to, fixate on the 30 year age gap but not you know talk about the fact that they met when she was already 40 in her 40s and he was like you know widowed and everything already like, yeah, right? yeah, it wasn't a case like Trump where he divorced his wife and then after that he started a new affair with anybody or something like that yeah right? because there are unfortunately people saying she's a gold digger and all that mm-hmm. but um, I think if you look at her family like her grandfather is quite like some real estate tycoon yeah, yeah. Um, own, mean, money, own money own money yeah. and I mean yeah. she's on the board of uh, Ray Dalio's family office mm, in Singapore, mm, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Dalio is like this super billionaire from uh, uh, um, America, runs one of the biggest hedge funds in the world, and he set up a family office, and yeah. she's on the board of that. Yeah, um, and and she's she's been in that circle for quite a while. Uh. Mm. On some article, I saw her taking a picture with Hingsui Kiat also. Oh, uh, okay, because okay. she's on the board of some health tech company. Yep, yep. So, so I mean, okay, people say gold digger, but um. Like you, she's got enough gold, yeah. gold to herself already. Yeah, yeah that's right. After you dig. She's a she's a gold maintainer. <laughs> yeah. you know? Gold maintainer or all, gold all grower. Gold grower, yeah. Gold grower, gold grower. <laughs> so but it is interesting because of okay, like what you said, right? The 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 image that he's a family man. Mm-hmm. In some way, a a marriage with a 30 year age gap is not the conventional Singapore textbook marriage. Yeah, correct. Right. So then that that I found like, hey, actually that's that's interesting. Mm. Uh, would it be a good thing if he becomes president? Because you know we have all this fixation on what the ideal Singapore mar- marriage looks like. Yeah, preached by people who themselves don't even follow it. Yes, right. Yes. So then, is this gonna be like, hey, you know, there are different kinds of marriages in Singapore, mm. and this is this is a marriage out of love. Yeah, and people, uh, I think some people have pointed out that could be a positive lah. Yeah, in the sense that imagine that is the the picture of the president and the Madame Pres. Uh, 
the first lady, so yeah, to speak, yeah. that will be hanging in schools around Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And people will be like, wow. Primary uh, school kids, kids, are, kids are, will yeah, be like, hey, yeah. so the old man and then there's such the a daughter, is it? younger uh, woman. Uh, yeah. But that is, I think the reality is that, uh, yeah, families are not all cookie cutter one type, mm. you know, like met in the 20s or high school sweetheart or whatever and got married and had kids all. Uh, and there are situations like this uh, where people meet later in life. Mm. There are big age gaps between them, but they also find common grounds to, to you know, really connect together. Mm. And we should not begrudge people those opportunities to find love, like, right? Mm. Uh, and if this kind of relationship normalizes that the, the understanding that, you know, love can take place between, you know, different ages, different races, if anything. Also, mm. I think that's actually a good thing, right? Mm. Yeah. But of course, of course, it would be different if he... If she was like early twenties, and he was like in an his influencer, 50s. Uh, if she's an influencer <laughs> in her early twenties, so okay, yeah, Man, actually, would get it if if she was in early twenties, but she, you know, she still has you know family, money, family whatever. Right but she was in early twenties, and he was like fifty, late fifties or what? Uh -huh. Would that feel different? Then right? I feel like I'm watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> You know, where it's a marriage to to foster the power, you know, uh, yeah, centralize yeah. the power to rule the kingdoms of Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, okay, even then, you can't rule out true love. Correct, right? correct, yeah. Now, what does true love mean, Terence? You know, in the past week, we have gotten new, our eyes open to the power of true love and yeah. the things it will make you do. Yeah. But I won't deny that I will also feel like, huh, how did this happen? Yeah. What's I, going on here? Yeah. I think, I think maybe because the perception is that people... In their twenties, they're still they're still young adults, right? Yeah. Essentially, still trying to find themselves. But when you hit forty, uh, it's kind of like okay, I think you you sort of you're sort of you should know what you want in life and things like that already, yeah. Not say not say that you know you have everything set a up for you. A bit more, a bit but more yeah, idea, yeah. yeah. You, if you if you know that you're going to be dating a much older guy, also means that as he ages and you know goes towards his his octogenarian phase and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like there, there's other considerations of, of you know having to take care of him and all that, like, right? Mm. So I believe that because yeah, they met later in life, actually it's a much more, uh, it doesn't sound as scandalous or anything like that. Like. Hopefully, la, hopefully. Hopefully, la, hopefully. Hopefully. I yeah. mean, I think it'll be an interesting TV show, you know, <laughs> like um, like you think about it, he has what, three kids, four kids? Three, I, I'm not 100% sure. Three yeah. kids, I think, and, and uh, quite a few of them, if not all of them have spouses. Yeah. So yeah. like that dynamic, right? And, and like he's, Probably super loaded. She comes from a lower family. It's, it's that strata of society, la, Yeah, which yeah. feels very interesting, la. But going back to his credentials, right? Yeah. Uh, when you hear that he was, you know, part of GIC for damn long, he was mm. a CIO, um, and we have heard that as a president, one of your roles is to guard the treasury, the reserves, uh, yeah. the, re the reserves, la, You know, yeah. and 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 a big financial component to it, la. Yeah. Does it? Do you like your 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 first thought? Is it or? Okay, that makes sense. He has that sort of financial background. Mm. Of course, it makes sense. Mm. Um, I think that that's yeah, that makes sense. And uh, that you can even find a lot of photos of him with literally with Taman himself, like, mm. because he worked at GIC at a very high level and all right. And mm. you know, all the finance ministers all probably have pictures of him and all. But um, you know, the the idea of safeguarding the reserves, I think uh, the the biggest challenge I see for him is how to convince people that he's not just you know established uh, establishment candidate uh, brought in to to help you know just give the semblance of some competition right mm, mm, mm. Uh, because i think taman is we've talked about this before is a excellent candidate for president and a lot of people are like okay we already we already yeah. right 
So, but then again, we talked about this uh, where they, they kind of need to legitimize the presidential race, like, right? Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of rumblings that oh, he's just establishment candidate who's convinced to put, put his name out there to to just uh, give the appearance of a competition. And, right? and also even to take that further to split the vote. Mm, mm, right. If there's another party like George Yeah, Goal. assuming George yeah. Goal. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, the establishment thing, because he was questioned about that during his doorstop interview. Mm, mm. And he said, like what you say, like, once you work at a very high level of any company in Singapore, you yeah. will interact with ministers. Yeah. You will interact with policymakers. Yeah. He did very explicitly say he has never been affiliated to any party. Mm, mm. Um, and, and he believes that that is one of the his his strengths, like, yeah. that he hasn't been affiliated. And he didn't so much say that his experience in finance would help in the role. Mm. I think he he rightly didn't want to focus on that also. Mm. But he's going down the path of, I am not affiliated to anyone. Yeah, but he did say that one of his goals is to educate Singaporeans mm. about the the reserves la, and the importance of safeguarding the reserves that we have. Mm. Uh, which is true. It, it, that's a very big part of what the, the president needs to do, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, la, I, I mean, it's I guess that the financial experience does help uh with understanding numbers like he's is is you probably can't just like um befuddle him with like you know throwing numbers at him because that's mm. probably part of what he mm. uh, he's very very good at like, right mm. um but yeah you know and, and so uh the other thing that also i think people are talking about like his uh fiance right um she's also been being she also in, in that same doorstop interview she actually also had to give a statement like, right mm. you know uh why do you think there's this need for her to give a statement because she's not running for, for president and all that, right? Why why do you think people were asking her or, or that she even stepped forward to give a statement like that? Uh? I have no ideas, yeah. Why but yeah? if I had to harbor a guess, mm. I think it would be to kind of like, how you say, yeah? Uh, so stem the, you know, sort of like uh, stop the, the, the flood before it happens. I mean- In some it, way, because otherwise, you know, like the perception that, oh, she's just a trophy wife. You know, mm -hmm. but if you hear her talk, you humanize her, you give her a voice. Then she's mm -hmm. not just this, this like like Melania Trump la, You know, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever heard her voice. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and then it really feels like, oh, is she, is she just a prop? Is yeah. there any true love there? But yeah, to to kind of before you say anything, let me speak. Let me speak in Chinese. Also, she spoke in Mandarin. Yeah, right? English uh, Mandarin. And and yeah, like I'm I'm a real person lah. Um, yeah, I'm a real person. I speak well, educated. Yeah. Because even know. in the interviews yeah. with Straits Times and all, there are a number where it's him and her. Yeah. yeah. Which George Go. No, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't even know who Halima's husband is. <laughs> yeah. Right, Mr. Halima. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I think that's one interesting aspect of it lah, that mm. it seems like they not, not only just are trying to uh, preempt any criticism, but they are most actively pushing the fact that she's, you know, smart, educated. Yeah. And using it to their advantage. And right? that she has money. And that she already is, yeah. She, yeah. I don't know whether how much self-made it is, but she's she's made already. Yeah, 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 she's made, she's made. So but, it's, it's an interesting strategy, I would say. But one thing that uh, Ng Kok Song said already, that's already being discredited. No? Uh, what? He said he is like Te Kosong. Oh, why? And which I thought, okay, that, that makes sense, like, Te Kosong. But apparently, there's no such thing as Te Kosong. Oh. There can only be Te O Kosong. <laughs> because Te Kosong is with, Te is with milk and sugar. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. say Te Kosong. Is it Te, uh, te O already? Yeah, so it has to be Te O. 
Uh, like tea implies uh, milk and sugar. Yeah. That's like saying um But then what is just tea without anything lah? But tea is with milk. Ah uh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. we're, we're going into the deep dive into yeah, the, Which I only found out online and if you Google it is yeah. a thing. Okay, okay. Like, oh, because he used that in comparison when he said George Go referred to himself as as the Mao Shang Mao Shang of, of, yeah. of candidates la. Yeah. Right. And he said he's more like Te Kosong. And what was the analogy why Te Kosong? Ah uh, I mean I think it plays on his uh, the name Koksong. Rex to riches thing, is it? Uh let me see. Uh I will find it, but Okay. Yeah, okay. the the Te Kosong uh, analogy he did bring up. Yeah. And at first I was like, hey, actually, I like Te Kosong. Yeah. Then I was then people pointed out on Reddit, of course, that there's no such thing as Te Kosong. Oh right? Reddit. Good Get old your Reddit. Facts right. There's no such thing as Te Kosong. One week Reddit is fucking pulling up fucking populist hot mics. And then yeah. next week they're telling you Te Kosong does not exist. Yeah. That's, that's why right. I love Reddit. And I mean I still get confused even explaining um uh, Te Kosong. Yeah. Uh because Okay, so tea is tea with milk and sugar. Mm-hmm. If you just want tea with no milk and sugar, it's tea-o. Yeah. Okay, okay, it, but, okay I, but you were not 100% sure, right? When yeah, you first yeah, heard yeah. this. Neither am I. But does that mean we are we are high and elite and out of touch with society or all the reverse or anything? I'm Doesn't just la, saying right? if you are, ah, okay, I would prefer to be characterized as tea kosong, you know, kok song kosong. Tea kosong is tea without sugar, a healthier, better option than mao shang wang. Oh, okay, mao okay, shang wang. Okay, wow. So he Take. laid the smack down, yeah, yeah. But, but he still get his facts right, wrong. But is, te, is this tea kosong gaff, is it, is it at the level of a misya mai ham kind of gaff? Because that one... Misya mai ham, why is it a gaff? It was a gaff. Why? Was, okay, you don't forget, you forgot already. I know, right? I know misiam ham, but why yeah. is it a gaff? Why is it wrong? Because you don't serve ham with misiam. Oh, yeah. similar lah. No, no, but it's, it's like, uh, I mean, there's no ham in misiam, so <laughs> it's completely changing, uh, or at least like getting the, the whole recipe wrong. It's laksa my ham lah, you know? Oh. So it's like you are trying to appear folksy, so, so, but then you, you completely use it wrongly. Whereas this one is like, no, okay but, la, you, you and I also we drink tea, yen yang, whatever, but if you ask me about this steak or something, I also oh okay, I didn't know. But but in case there are younger listeners, you know, who listen to us for GP or A levels who have no idea what the fuck is the Misya Mai Ham thing. Terrence, can you give a TLDR version? Uh I think uh, there was a speech once uh, where Lee Sien Long I think it was a National Day rally mm. or something, where he gave an analogy using food and he was saying something about oh and it needs to be Misya Mai Ham. Mm. And the next day, which means no ham la. no cockles, no yeah. cockles, yeah, misiam without cockles. But the thing is, there's no cockles in misiam. Mm. If you say laksa, my ham, that makes sense because laksa, laksa comes with cockles, right? Mm. So the whole, I mean, the internet back in that those days la, the mm. internet exploded, and Mr. Brown and all were making all funny Reviews, comments yeah, about this yeah. because uh, it, it was kind of a, a signal of how out of touch. Uh, you know, the elites are with society that they don't know that, you know, uh, there's no harm in misyam. La. They mm. talk about it, they use it as an analogy, they use it as speeches. But when it comes to ground, oh, this guy obviously has not ordered, you know, a, a misyam himself and get it sc- scolded by auntie. What's it? What harm? What harm? So then maybe, maybe Koksong also never uh, uh, order Te Kosong, that's why he never gets scolded. Yeah, or someone orders for him. La, right? Someone you orders know, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is. But I, I still feel Te Kosong is not as as, not as bad. bad as Misha Mai Ham la. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Te Kosong, I could I could conceivably make that mistake. Like because, no, that's when yeah. I read it, I was like, hey, actually Te Kosong sounds good. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Um but yeah, Te, te Kosong to me is like tea with milk without sugar. Mm-hmm. So even now I'm explaining I don't understand why why can there not be Te Kosong? Yeah, why can't it be? Yeah, yeah. 
Maybe it's just semantics, lah. But yeah. uh, yeah. Oh, then, then a few other things that came out from his rapid fire interviews. Mm. Like you can tell, like he really cares about Singapore because when one question asked was, "What is your favorite travel destination?" Right? Uh. He said Singapore in December. Oh, okay, okay. That's his favorite destination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you can also say it's a very lazy la. Don't want to see the world. <laughs> You're like that guy in America that doesn't have a passport. La, right? Yeah, la, that's right. <laughs> then I was like, wow, is that is that really truth? And when he was asked what if he had a superpower, what would his superpower be? To levitate. Mm. Not to fly, you yeah. know. Yeah. Just to levitate. Yeah. So he just floats and he comes back down. <coughs> I mean, there's that whole thing about him. Um he was in that video with Lee Kuan Yu, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about uh, meditation yeah. and how uh, good it was for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was uh, with uh, unknowingly. That is how my first encounter, like watching uh, this Unkok song mm. uh, in in the video or what lah. Mm. Um, so he's definitely a very you no know, like like spiritually in touch with with himself and all that. He even recommended it for schools, what for mm. students. You know, like saying meditation yeah. should be encouraged. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of it, I really do hope that he passes the criteria. I yeah. think most people are hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with George Go. Partially also because they want public holiday. Yeah, like, they want public holiday <laughs> for polling day. But but also because I, I, I'm not even sure like what the process will be like. Well, there's not going to be like the debates you see in the US uh, elections, right? <coughs> Where that, they stand on like podiums and then they, they answer questions. Um, I, I mean, the last time when there was it was Tony Tan, oh. there was a there was oh, a yeah, televised Tony debate. Tony Tan, there was. Mm, there was, yes. That would be great, man. Yeah, yeah. There were televised debates. Huh? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it happens because yeah, having more candidates is great. Uh, when I was reading this, I forgot that Taman is running also. Hmm. So so it, it does feel like um okay, I hope even more candidates come up. I don't know when the deadline is for people to step forward. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, interesting, like interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I am hoping that there is a legitimate race, lah. In the in the sense that even if whatever candidates uh, are put forward, lah, right, yeah. that there is a chance for everybody to really understand who these people are, yeah, and to make some, you know, make make some kind of decision, like, Even if it, even if you feel that it's not a very consequential decision, at least you can make a decision and yeah, at say least something. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. Because right now, everything that we are seeing, it is very, how you say, a PR-ish. No, um, yeah. And then, no, yeah. and off the back of everything that's been going on in Parliament, yeah. that, where people feel like, huh, what the hell is going on in the upper echelons of, of you know, government and everything and, and what is going on behind the scenes and all. And you feel so helpless. You're just like watching a, a TV show unfolding in front of you, right? Mm. Uh, I think putting some so-called power back in the hands of people at least helps to that the feeling a bit lah. Mm, yeah. mm, that is true. Mm, mm. Cool, man. But yeah. Presidential. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, changing from, uh, speaking of changing from, uh, the, well, I was going to say the old to the new, lah, right? But that's not really relevant in terms of Oh, Terence! Terence, yeah. the 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 lull of the yeah. creative space is bringing yeah. you down, it's man. It's brought me down. It's brought me down. Uh, but yeah, well, let's just jump into it, lah. Uh, Someone else also uh, has is is seeking to make big change uh, in his uh, you know long-standing organization and uh, everything. And who is this person? It is none other than dear Elon Musk, mm, who mm. as of I think Monday this week, yeah, changed the Twitter logo from a. Bluebird to an X. Mm, that's right. And yeah. he was toying with it. He hinted with it a few weeks, if not yeah. a month ago, when Twitter, the company, was changed to X Corp. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. There has been talk that he has a desire to build like a a, a WeChat equivalent lah in mm. the US, mm. but the logo really just changed to X. Yeah, and it's not just logo. I mean, it's a rebranding lah, right? Of of Twitter yeah. entirely. Yeah, it's a rebranding, and yeah. um, but but the speed at which it changed, because I think it was maybe a couple of days before that over the uh, weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, over the weekend, Elon Musk tweeted saying that okay, we're going to change the logo. Yeah. If someone can. Just send me a logo in like 20 hours. Yeah. The best one, I will change it. And I think it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the did. first version of the X was actually something from a font. It was mm-hmm. the X alphabet from a from a particular font. Yeah. Um, and uh, someone someone made an animation about it. Then yeah. Elon uh, replied saying that, oh, okay, we're going to change the logo. Then they made it thicker. Yeah. And then yeah. he tweeted, you know, I don't like the thick one. I'm going to revert back. Yeah. Then you just feel like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's like, a it's like a built in public thing that he's doing now, huh? Yeah, in very public thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A built in public thing uh, for those who don't know is like when I think software developers or what they they do, uh, journal and they document the journey of mm. building a software or building a company. Yeah, yeah, and they do it on a regular basis, like where you know they're giving very honest uh, assessments of where they are in their journey and mm. asking for feedback if anybody has you know about a logo or anything I mean, like that. I mean technically we're doing it with folklore. Yes, yes we are and that's, right. yeah we, you can check out the folklore newsletter yeah. which is where we are building folklore in public. Yeah in some and we ways. just launched our latest issue where we're talking about yeah. the companies we're working with. Yes, but yeah yes, yes. We, we, we try to share where we're at like, which yeah. is building in public. Correct, like. correct. But yeah so that's what it seems like Elon is taking that to the next level. But I, I think the the one thing people also uh you've got to keep in mind is that Elon he has this uh he's a he has a you know very strong affinity for X la. SpaceX, Tesla oh, Model yeah. X, you know. And uh I think apparently PayPal at one point in its early days oh, X.com. Yeah, it was meant to be X.com, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and his kid his is kid, X, X something, Epsilon. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So X marks the spot for him, la, you know. It's it's all about the X. So if anything, this brings it closer to Elon's personal goal and vision of what Twitter should be, lah. Mm. Right. In fact, X.com defaults to Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And and I at first I I thought it was kind of like a prank or mm. something. And uh, but yeah, when you go there, the X is there, and it like okay. So mm. one thing that's funny is that. Like the the thing about Twitter, mm. why it was so powerful is that a lot of things about it became like you know Kleenex, you know like Xerox, mm. uh, these brands that ultimately became verbs. Yeah. So now when you go on on X, right? Yeah. Do you still tweet? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing I don't know. Uh, do you tweet? What's the verb you use to say what you're doing? Do you I X? X? <laughs> hey, go and X that uh. Yeah. Uh. And and the, the funny thing is like uh. Like one of your favorite websites is gonna is gonna like probably gonna get to which is my favorite to, website like xvideos.com that kind of hey, thing. Fuck <laughs> you la, okay? Nonsense. But yeah, apparently like my yeah. favorite websites are like uh uh, uh oh, oh, uh, oh he's running through his trying not to try not to make a gaffe and say something. <laughs> LinkedIn, uh Reddit, yeah. X.com. Right, yeah, yeah. So so there is a it, I mean it's not just the overhaul in branding, but there's a lot of, you know, other brands or businesses. They also revolve around the letter X. Apparently, Microsoft has some kind of uh, patent or copyright about the use of X as well. Oh, in is it? Software. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know whether there's been any talk of them pursuing uh, legal action or what, but someone did dig up something. So, mm. it's, so it's still like, wow, very early days, but 
there's a it seems like there's there could be a lot of pitfalls of, of changing everything to X la. But do you yeah. do you think like okay, so I've I've always been a like Elon Musk fan. Mm, stand um, or, yeah. I don't know whether it's stand or not, like yeah. but <laughs> like uh would you say your own perception of Elon Musk is like dwindling or or like thinking he's just lost the plot already? Um I mean people have pointed out that uh I mean Facebook changed to Meta, right? Uh, Google changed to Alphabet. Uh, at least the parent company mm-hmm. like, changed at one point. Um, and this one, uh, it's not like Twitter was when Elon bought over Twitter that it was like you know uh, the direction of the company wasn't wasn't going like it wasn't all uh, a bit of roses like, right. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, he was he he said a lot of times that he's trying to fight to keep the company alive and keep it from bankruptcy and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can criticize him that maybe marketing wise or the way it was announcing all that just seemed very too abrupt and too like not thought out but at the same time uh he's trying to rescue a sinking ship right in some that's what some people are saying Mm. and uh can you blame him for trying something that generates buzz and and gets more people excited to 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 try it you know Mm. um if anything people said maybe he should have what he should have was waited for you know remember when threads was announced by facebook you know and i think 100 million people ported over the threads at, uh, in the first weekend or something like that, like, mm. right? They said maybe you should have just waited a little bit for that that buzz around threads to die down first before you make this change. Because this change definitely will will piss some people off and encourage them to leave leave your platform. Mm. And they will just go to threads and, and you know tell their followers, oh, follow me on threads, not on X, right? Mm. So maybe it's just a timing issue. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't see how you can really fault him for for trying something different. But I mean, you've also heard a lot of people saying that people are leaving Twitter like never before. Yeah. But then isn't that kind of like, he he did say ad revenues are half of what they used to be. Yeah. Uh, They are losing followers as a new competitor in the market. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why people say he's being rash. Like he's totally, Mm. like he's almost building a new app. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. But on that note, I actually like, do do I think he's losing the plot? I, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm sure when in the early days of like in the early days of Tesla and SpaceX where mm. there were so many failures, people would have said, you know, after PayPal, this guy's losing the plot. Yeah. Uh, I still think he's eccentric as fuck, but in some way I actually do find it a bit refreshing that compared to the other big tech companies where they mm. almost feel like gods. Yeah. Like they are so powerful and they are faceless. Like. This one, okay, is Elon Musk. You can be a fan, you can be a hater. But the fact that they just changed their logo like that. Yeah. It's like what a startup would do. Yeah. It's like if, yeah. if we wanted to change the logo of Oakley or Yalabad. We just change it. Uh. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. just change it because, I mean, we have a following, but it's not like he's 149 million followers. They're like mm. 200 or 400 million followers, uh, users of TikTok. To just, uh, Twitter, to just change it makes you feel like, hey, that's, that's kind of fresh. Yeah. And, and in some ways, it's just, it, you are almost symbolically also trying to, you know, uh, distance yourself from the problems that Twitter mm. has faced, like, right? About you know, censorship and, and the appearance of like uh, uh, extremist media on, on the platform and things like that. Mm. Maybe rather than have to fix the old problems, uh, you know, there's an assessment internally that Elon has made that, uh, yeah, it's better to just start from scratch uh, and, mm. and, and still, you know, use the engineering base, the, you know, the software code, or whatever. It's all there. But the rebranding really helps you to just, uh, 
reposition yourself as what kind of app you want to be for the future. Yeah, but but that's the thing that I feel like, oh shit, because I don't like super apps, man. Oh, I yeah, fucking yeah. I hate, hate super them, yeah. apps. If X is going to become a super app, mm. then that is sad. Because yeah. Twitter for the longest time, um, I, I don't post much on Twitter, but I actually consume quite a bit on Twitter. Mm. It always had this feel of like, okay, we, this is what we've been doing for a long time. Yeah. We're just going to keep doing this. Sure, yeah. we add video, we increase the characters, but the interface is generally the same. Yeah, yeah. And I like that a lot. Even YouTube underwent, don't know how many changes. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter felt like, okay, like it's there's still something raw about it. Mm. If it's going to become a super app, right, that is damn sad. La. But maybe that's where we, we are the dinosaurs of the internet. We are the la, dinosaurs, right? la, maybe. Where certain things we got comfortable with and that's what we understood it to be. But I mean, you go to a place like China, right? And, mm. and WeChat is everything, la, right? It's payments, it's, it's communication, it's... You can use it to to you know buy I don't know your house or your car whatever or so mm. like, right. Uh, we we don't we don't have that and we're quite resistant to it. I mean the closest equivalent we have here is probably like Grab like, right. Mm. What Grab is right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe that is just the future where you know uh, like every, every one app will have everything from videos to payments to all. And I mean in some way like I think what makes me even feel more like a dinosaur is I use a a regular watch you know, mm, mm, that mm. just has like one function to double yeah. the time. Yeah. In some way, that's like Twitter. La. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I'll ever get a smartwatch. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just feel it's like... Just to be contrarian or what? I don't think so. Maybe maybe if really deep down, there's a bit of that. I won't yeah. deny. Yeah. But it just feels like, okay, unlike the smartphone, and I've asked people about this, was mm, the change mm. from stupid watch to smartwatch as big a change as stupid phone to smartphone? And the general consensus, I don't know about you, mm. but it wasn't that big a change. Mm. And like, I, I don't want to have to charge my watch every night. Mm, if mm. I wear my watch, I want to be disconnected. Like when I go for a run or something, yeah, I bring my phone, I put it in my back pocket. Yeah. My watch vibrates and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay. I'm okay. I like. I'm gonna hold out as long as I can. Okay. Now, I mean, my my thought is the change. There is change. Yeah. But it's not as big, obviously, as the jump from dumb phone to smartphone. Yeah, yeah. But there is a there very is a visible change, change right? because it's uh you're you're basically training your retraining your muscle memory to understand your relationship with your watch differently. Uh. Like my watch now is a way for me to actually. I mean, contrary to what you might think, it actually is a way for me to disconnect from my phone. Like I spend way too much time. Every one of us uh, spend way too mm. much time just peering at our phones in front of our wives or my kid and everything. I just spend way too much time looking at my phone. But with my watch, I can actually put my phone away and like, okay, if there's an important call or something, then I'll get it. But my watch doesn't allow me to like, you know, surf like that Facebook mm. and all that shit and get distracted. Mm. So I actually can rain a moment without having to worry about missing an important phone call from family or anything like that. But I'm still in the moment, but at least not fully, not not entirely like sunk into like the, you know, uh, Instagram wormhole or anything mm. like that. Like. So but actually contrary to what you're saying, it actually has made me, it does make me feel more connected to the real world. Uh. Is it? Mm, but you it must has. charge every day. La. Of course. La. Yeah. Like, I mean like everything, but it's it's the closest I felt that like technology makes makes us more like a cyborg than, than a human really. La. Where, where, you know, through vibrations and everything, I'm communicating with a device. Uh. And it allows me to, you know, very one or two taps just quickly uh, do basic things. I say send an okay to somebody or mm. just send a voice message or something. Whereas a phone still is a level of interaction and complexity that True a la. child would never be able to do. Whereas my child can look at my watch and like, you know, just tap here, tap there. But then you don't it, feel like, do you it. feel like when you see someone else using an Apple watch, you're like, oh, fuck, we got the same watch. Uh, of course, there's that lah. You know, they uh, want to feel special. So yeah. I know of people who, 
like they are absolutely not mountaineers. They're not divers. They're not extreme. And they athletes. got the hardcore. The Apple, Apple Watch, Watch Ultra. The straight way they went just went to buy it. And then when you ask them why they buy it, they say, yeah, because it's 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 nice, like you know. And they don't use any of those like advanced functions that is touted on the, the, the watch. The watch is probably telling like your 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 carbon dioxide by like yeah. five decimal points. Uh, yeah, your yeah. blood carbon dioxide. They're like, I don't give a shit. It's like. a fucking dive computer. It will tell you literally your depth and your you know how what your how much time you should spend in the water, how the buildup of nitrogen mm. in your in your blood, everything. So it's that powerful. But uh, yeah, like, people are just buying it to you know flex and everything. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. So. There is the element of you, everyone's has a watch, but if it's because it's really that fucking good, then I mean you everyone has an iPhone, but you still use iPhone, lah, right? Yeah, lah, correct. Yeah, la. La, yeah la. So then you customize the case and all, lah. Have so, a watch. I don't know. It's still, it'll still be a while. Like. It'll no, still no, be yeah, a while. I know. You take very long to, you take very hey, long to adjust hello, to some Mister, things. I take two years to start, try any new app, even though it is verified good. Must write white paper to get you to try any new app also. Hey, you, as you say that, you are literally <laughs> bitching about the one piece of te- technology that's already on series seven or eight. And already a lot of people are, are saying I that mean, it's I mean, I will better. say, I think I was right. quite late amongst my friend group to get, to move from no pager to pager. Yeah, and then from yeah. pager to phone. Yeah. And then from dumb phone to smartphone. Correct, correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I early adopt certain things. I late adopt other things. You early adopt uh, AI and, and that kind apps. of thing. La. Apps, la. Uh, software, apps. stuff in the cloud. You love that stuff in the cloud. Actually, yeah. But hardware, you oh, hey, um, really need new camera, man. Hey, this camera cannot replace <laughs> with something else. Man. This tripod, cannot, Terrence. Yeah, I really, also got man. this tripod. I got hardware. from cash converters. Yeah. Tripod, just put camera there only, what? Any microphone, right? just any microphone can, what? Just plug in only. Then later when I have to explain to you, okay, there's this thing, you know, it's, there's differences in the sensor. That's why your video might not be, then you, mm, fair point, fair point. <laughs> yeah, your relationship with hardware a bit different huh, from software, yeah, it right? Is, uh, it You're is. very, really, very ready to give yourself to software, uh, give, your, yeah. give up data, everything. But someone tells you, oh, Apple Watch, fucking good, safe, private, everything. Yeah, I'm still not convinced. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, still not yeah, convinced. Yeah. Still not convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the barrier to entry, like your hesitance for software, it sometimes feels like there is just one click. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. One click. It's uh, one click. It's one click. Uh. Yeah. But to me, yeah, to me, the the uh, the Apple Watch has it, it wasn't immediate. I think it took like uh. till the series three or four, where I think the the functionality of Apple Watch, I I was sold on it lah. Mm. That this has a place alongside the phone in your tech repertoire. System. Yeah, yeah, repertoire. yeah. Because back then I was using those fitness bands and all that. Yeah. And after a while I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know, like, I'm not a fucking endurance athlete trying to track my my runs or anything. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh. maybe also because of the kinds of hobbies or what you do. Like, like for me, I was doing a lot of diving last time. So mm. like like the dive computer literally oh, yeah, is something yeah. that saves your life. So yeah. I, you know, to me it's like if something can en- enhance or, you know, help your health and all that. It's a it's worth the the inconvenience, like, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. My when I run and all, I like to just know the time. I don't want to yeah. be distracted, like. Yeah. In fact, the one I don't understand is when I see like uh, Rafael Nadal or you know all the, some of these tennis players. They are wearing these fucking forty thousand dollar watches when they're playing. Is it tennis? Yeah. And it's like sponsorship, lah. Sponsorship, obviously. Uh. But it's how does the watch help you in your you know when you are trying to play tennis and all, like? It doesn't, like, Right. So that to me is like that's where I'm like. What the heck is this? Oh, did we that 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 watch when yeah, they yeah, play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nadal, I've seen him wear very expensive watches when he plays and things. And you're oh. like, wow, he he's a guy who he literally has this ritual of like digging his nose and like adjusting his butt cheeks and everything before he serves a mm. serves ball. I, I can you imagine a conversation with someone's like, oh, okay, now you got to wear a watch. 
while this like really heavy expensive watch while you're doing all that kind of things uh. and wow. like how does he how did it like how did he get convinced to fit that into his his thing uh? yeah really uh, well, I never mm. noticed that yeah, yeah, yeah take a look uh. maybe I don't know whether he does it all the time but I've definitely seen where he's worn it on while playing or so uh. yeah. I see I see yeah. but why are we we're talking about this I have no idea we're talking about adoption of new technology and all that uh, right no the dinosaurs Dinosaurs, like yes, how yes, yes. Dinosaurs. maybe maybe x.com being a super app is the way Twitter needs to go. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, I'm gonna miss the name Twitter, yeah. Yeah. But now, like, doesn't that also make you feel like a dinosaur that um our association with the word X a lot of times is PayPal? Is, no, it's is uh porno xxx.com that kind of thing like, right oh, but now that's if, your association like, wasn't my association I was like this is one of the 26 <laughs> alphabets you know it's the third last alphabet uh, from the end of the alphabet and later we go to your Chrome browser I type in X and then see what okay, pops up okay you try you try let me try <laughs> it's now it's okay it's okay yeah is uh, what comes up yeah X Captain comedy TV series uh, some Google Sheets. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, Agency X. Yeah. I, can't see, I can't see. I can't see. No, so for those listening, like, I can't see anything. Okay, no, nonsense. But, but, but my point is like, yeah, la, the, you know, like for, for our generation, maybe the, the, the letter X, X has yeah. its connotations. But I realize maybe for young people, OF is a much more like, you know, there's more sexual connotation to OF than, than uh. X because of only fans and all. So, so it's like, I don't know. It's interesting. La, inter- interesting yeah. how yeah, like the naming of uh, you know brands and 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 tools that we use every day mm. really has an effect on on society and how we associate uh, how we associate words with different things. Uh. Yeah, and and yeah. this way, like I mean, be it you're young or old, your association with X, I am curious how people are reacting to this whole X.com thing, la. because uh, so far, I mean, it's new. Feels like now, this past few weeks, the news is 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 over flooding with things. But yeah, if if you guys have thoughts about X.com, the rebranding, yeah, just just let us know, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh but on to happier things now. Also. Yes. Uh what is your one show comment? Ah, uh, my one show thing was let's see, let's see, let's see. Ah, okay. So actually um there was a one show comment from on Reddit on our Yalabad four one seven, which was our most mm. recent episode. Yeah. By fly like a wind. Um and basically they put I'm I'm curious why you guys didn't talk about the WP press conference on the mm, Leon mm, mm. Leon Nicole saga. Yeah. Uh like like what we said on this podcast, there are two sides of the story. I thought it's weird. How come you guys didn't cover the WP side of the story, which didn't come out in time for your previous podcast? PS, I'm not angry. I just want to hear what you guys thought about the WP conference and who handled it better. Mm, mm. The reality is last week. Um, we didn't get a chance to record a third episode. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we definitely had thoughts about the the WP press conference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, like, uh, how to summarize? I mean, I think it's same thing. Like, I was left with a feeling of like, oh, um, really? Like, like it felt like there were still unanswered questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their approach was was interesting in the sense of like the certain. Remarks that Pritam made, you know, like, oh, you know, I'll leave you to to think about the coincidence and all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a perfect press conference. Yeah. But yeah, the, the reason why we didn't cover it was because just, just we didn't record. Yeah. And I, I I think we were also working off the assumption yeah. that uh yeah, la, probably both of them would be stepping down, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that they wouldn't be at the press conference. And I guess the the thing we learned was that the 
Workers' Party leadership was saying that they were alerted to potentially there was that, that there would be an affair, mm. but there was no corroborating evidence to say that it was really true. Lah. And there might have been a uh, employer-employee dispute between Leon Pereira and his driver that caused this. Lah. Yeah. So I think that kind of like, um, you know, it, it's it's the reason that they give. And uh, without going to conspiracy theories and all that, it's, yeah, lah, okay, I, I that's something that we just assume, that, okay, what he says is true. And then, we move on from but, there. But I will say that that also doesn't sound like a strong argument. It's not. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's similar to when the Committee of Privileges was uh, grilling him about Raisa Khan. Yeah. And there was this thing like, she told me I trusted her and this happened. Yeah. Which just feels like, yeah, I it wasn't convincing. So if you were there at the Workers' Party press conference, would you give Pritam Singh a fair point or no fair point? No fair point. No fair point. No fair point. Or you'll ask more questions. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll ask okay, more questions. Okay. It feels like, yeah, there's no evidence correct, but it's such a monumental risk. Mm. And you don't want to just like uh, curb it, nip yeah. it in the bud. Yeah. It just felt weird. Like, it felt yeah, weird. Yeah. And then um, I think the other thing that was interesting about the press conference is the presence of all the alternative media. Mm. Wake Up Singapore, uh, Rice. Yeah, when he called on the reporter for Wake Up Singapore, I was like, hey, yeah. they go for Discord and have those yeah, top interviews. They, uh. And and I know because yeah, la, they they didn't give a timing for the when the interview will be, which was why we also like, okay, we're not sure when it's going to be, so yeah. let's just record a podcast. Uh, but yeah, they, they said they only only be open to invited media. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be mainstream media on it. But no, it was like all the alternative, alternative. media and, and, and the mainstream media all being represented. I think the most interesting question was asked by Rice Rice mm, Media mm, right, mm, about, about the coincidence of the timing of uh, the, the leak of that video with the announcement of Tan Chuan Jin yeah. and, and, and Ching Li Hui and all. Yeah. So yeah, those were things that, that really stood out to me. And funny you talk about it because it happened the same day as George Go. I don't know, sorry, George Go. Ng Kok, Ng Kok Song mm. announcing his candidacy and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for thanks for the comment and, and just uh wanting to understand why we didn't cover it to that extent. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. All yeah. right, what about you? Um I want your comments on our last podcast by Rai Kota talking about the 1975 getting cancelled uh during the Good Vibes Festival in Malaysia, right? Mm, mm. So Rai Kota actually wrote a very long uh explanation, uh, not explanation, but Rai Kota was actually at the 1975 concert in Singapore. Mm. And uh he or she is pointing out that um uh yeah, actually the singer Matt Healy was already in a sort of mood, like tired and after tour, you know, probably after touring in different time zones, and even while the crowd was singing loudly along to their songs, mm. apparently Matt Healy said uh, allegedly, I said something like, "You guys should take lessons from the Filipinos as they can sing way better." So this is from someone who was at the concert, lah, and and yeah, um, they, I mean, Raikota chalked it up with some kind of sarcasm, humor, but uh, but yeah, and and he he. He trailed off without completing a lot of his this kind of statements he was making about Asian people and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's quite clear that uh, he was in a mood, lah. Yeah, yeah, right. And, yeah. and maybe in some sense, uh, uh, it, I mean, I think some some people are like okay. So, Ray Carter said she was there with her husband. Okay, she I guess it's a she, lah. Right? She mm. was there with her husband, and what's up with all that? Because we paid good money to see you, but you seem so grumpy and very head care. You know, mm. well, I was so rare, we already get to go out because of kids. And this one rare time we, we go out, it looks like we can have someone who looks like he prefers to be somewhere else. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious also. Like, yeah, that, that, that you know, the performer, yeah, like, it kind of like can ruin a, a night for, for someone who doesn't go out that much, like, right? I mean, she said that the, on day two in Singapore, she actually saw videos of uh, the guy Googling lyrics on 
on on stage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok videos. What the yeah. Fuck, yeah. So again, so right quarter ends off. Again, not excusing him lah, but dude really needs to take time off to rest and shut up. Rest and <laughs> shut up. So yeah, shout out to Ray Kota for sharing that personal experience of the 1975 in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And then what about your one shook thing, man? Uh yeah, I mean, um my one shook thing is actually the there was recently uh an a review of a toy company or at least the robotics company, RoboSen. Mm. Their latest uh tie in with Transformers. Previously, they had a self-transforming uh, Optimus Prime, but now they've built a self-transforming Grimlock. Remember Grimlock? No. The, the dinosaur transformer. Oh. The, ty- the T-Rex. Uh, the T-Rex one. Yeah. So this is a self-transforming uh, and walking and then moving transformer toy. La. That is pretty freaking awesome. La. Like it's, it literally will stand there and transform from dinosaur to, to uh, robot. And in both iterations, it can walk and balance itself. Right? Oh, Servo motors, everything, shit. AI and shit, like balancing and keeping its balance. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's pretty crazy. Lah. And it's like, uh, I mean, it's 1,700 USD. So most people will never buy it. But just seeing it in real life, or not, you know, seeing videos of it is just pretty insane. Lah. But it's you say it's how much? 1,070? 1,700 USD. Oh, I thought it'd be more, more expensive than that. I mean, it's a toy. It's not really... Doesn't really do much else other than than be a toy, you know. But it can self transform. It can walk. It can you can interact with it, catch phrases. You can play AI, uh, AR games with it on your phone and things. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. So and and Grimlock is one of the most beloved Transformers uh, creatures, like right, because uh-huh. it's a dinosaur. It's a bit, a bit, a bit like a dumb, dumb pet kind of like uh, character. But how like, big right? is the toy? From what I can tell, it's about yeah, like this tall or something. Oh, like a. Like like yeah. a computer la. like um, a MacBook like a, like a Mac like, like an iMac like f- like I mean you the talk about height because at first I thought it was like okay how small is it a th- like super small palm no, size no or? It's, it's big it's like you got a it's like a dog la, basically mm. a small little uh, toy dog or something I see I see, I see, I see, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty it's pretty awesome oh but, cool yeah. okay but cannot cool. Harish cannot hardware hardware cannot, cannot yeah this one, you know, this one can use AR no and funny enough my one shock thing is yes no, I do like I do like tangible stuff, but uh, maybe uh, not just okay. I'll I'll get into that some other time. <laughs> but the one my one shook thing is you know like Barbie. There's been a ton of marketing that has been done. Yeah, yeah. One stunt that I saw online, which I still don't know how they did it. It's a it's a three D Barbie in front of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, and there are videos of it, and it just looks so like basically there's this huge. Barbie toy box in front of uh, the Burj Khalifa and mm. it looks damn big like it's a I think it's a LED screen or or something like that okay. it looks like a huge ass building and she the toy walks out of it if you uh. see the video it's it's weird like it seems too real mm, mm. and I don't understand how it works but the video did go um, viral online and it's crazy like when you see the video you'll, you'll get get what they mm. what they mean like. I can mm. okay yeah, so it, it basically walking off out of the packet like that and it's okay. 3D. So okay. it's hard to describe in audio only, yeah. but there's of course a link in the show notes. Yeah. And if you watch it, yeah, it does seem so surreal and quite scary because it's literally mm. a giant Barbie on the street. I see, I see. And it's a 3D ad. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand how 
how it works. Or maybe okay. it was not actually there. Yeah. It's just a video. Uh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. There's just a lot of chatter online. La. Okay. But cool. Software, cool. yeah. We'll have to check it out. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody.